0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Hey, y'all, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I have the future Dr. Khalil Green here with me today. Uh, we have some really interesting things that we're going to be talking about. But Khalil, go ahead and introduce yourself.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Khalil Green. As, uh, Dr. Shonda has introduced me. Um, I am a going on my seventh year, believe it or not, uh, doctoral student. A doc- at this point, doctoral candidate at Morgan State University, and I'm getting my doctorate yes. in social work. Um, I am also a teaching fellow at James Madison University, where I teach in the social work department. And classes I teach is like field placement, as well as uh, contemporary families. Uh, we actually actually just finished the semester this um, this Thursday as far as teaching and now we're we're great. Um, what else do I do? I'm a fellow content creator. I have my own show called Feel Some Type of Way. Uh, it's every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Instagram. Uh, what else do I do? Occasionally when I'm in the mood, I write a little poetry, you know, to, to get my mind get my mind off the, yeah. <laughs> off the stress.
1: <laughs> I remember that. I remember you being a um you know a poetry writing type of person uh that's what's up though you were actually reminding me of how we met in some of our interactions that we've had yeah. um so I'm new to the DMV area you probably like were one of the first people I met really yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. it was it was dope um but I, I guess we we connected on our shared uh roles in like academia and yeah. being like scholars and such
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: we did yeah and you've you been already, doing a lot since then. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You were already, you are already knee, knee deep in your, in your, um, your transition as an academic. Though you are, you were teaching as well as holding down your position, position with uh, uh what was it, John Hopkins? Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we, we definitely gotta uh, reconnect. That's um. Right. But yeah. So so you've been doing some amazing work. You have a lot on your plate. Um, and I just want to know, like, how do you do it all? Like, how do you kind of make time for like your dissertation and everything else that you're doing?
0: You know, honestly, I think the biggest thing is, um, in full transparency, I'm still, I'm still somebody that needs to be better about organization. Mm -hmm. Um, because what ends up happening is is like, I'm always on a constant go. I remember a couple of years ago, In the first year or so in the pandemic, uh, my sister, my sister said to me, she was like, you know, you're always on the go when I was going to going down there to visit, visit my family in Houston. She was like, you always on the move. I said, yeah. And I I, coming from being originally from a slower paced culture from being from Texas, um, there was a lifestyle that was, Customary for me for a period of time, and then mm-hmm. coming coming to DC and learning what it was like to live in the East Coast, you naturally move faster. Um, you don't have a choice. Yes, you don't have a choice, right? Unless you get pushed over in, in various different ways, and so you kind of find yourself, or at least for me, stealing, stealing time, stealing the moments,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the things that are important, and some of it is I think is divine um, intervention in the things that end up getting canceled. Or get pushed mm-hmm. back or moved,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: but I do think as stewards, uh, as the church folks say, as the stewards <laughs> of time, I I always think that plan things um, are are the best strategy because even if it doesn't go as planned, at least you're tracking. Yeah, you're tracking. Just like you track your budget, you track your calories. You know that habit of tracking um, ensures that you get you get the best or the most out of the circumstance, even mm-hmm. if even if the outcome is not exactly as you planned it. So that's what of that course. is that is the space that I'm I am continually working, working towards and working in. But yeah, I'm still in a lot of moments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in that season as well. Um you mentioned like how things sometimes might be canceled or you know, yeah. um, you know, divine intervention, like it might be postponed or what have you. Um I've had a lot of those moments recently and even like me canceling on people. If I feel as though it's not worth my time, it's not, you know, I'm not getting any benefit out of it. I'm not, you know, getting the monetary like my honorarium out of it. Like I, lately I have had no issue with saying no to people. And I think the past few months have taught me that life is not promised and to like spend as much time as you can with your loved ones. So Mm -hmm. I've been fully immersed in, you know, spending time with my family and friends a couple weeks ago, I got to see one of uh, my best friend's youngest sister off the prom, like just having those types of moments, what? like for real, like it's because a lot of the things that we get caught up in, sometimes it's not even worth it when you kind of put it in the bigger perspective of things.
0: Can I take a parenthetical pause for yeah. the prom? Is it just me or is it that these young people's outfits for prom are way, way flyer than ours?
1: Yeah. Oh
0: my God, it's, it's I mean, they look
1: well. They had they they look great, but I will say, myself and my uh my sister and our date, we we was fly. Like even today, I would say, like now that I would wear that dress even today. It was a timeless dress. Uh, it wasn't the traditional ball length gown. It was at the knee. Like it was dope. Okay. Um. I'm- so they didn't look better than me, but everybody else in two thousand eight <laughs> probably.
0: <laughs> Y'all hear her.
1: I'm just being honest the people love me for my honesty so Uh, but yeah so we are we just had a holiday a few days ago Juneteenth um so I'm, I'm you know always excited to celebrate uh freedom for my people I had the opportunity to speak uh at a nearby HBCU well not so nearby um somewhere in Virginia I still had to take a flight there but uh, it was dope just to be able to interact with like other individuals who worked at HBCUs and to yeah. facilitate a workshop or whatever. How did you spend your Juneteenth? Working.
0: Working. <laughs> it's probably you know, it, it's working and 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 doing another another uh near and dear past pastime yeah. of mine. Um, I also I also practice this uh martial art called Capoeira. Okay. Um, I've been doing it now for about um, about a year and year and probably three months. So dope. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seems like you you enjoyed it by engaging in things that you enjoy doing. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Nice. It, I was actually reading. Go ahead.
0: No, and it, it means a lot too because I again I'm I'm from Texas. Okay. So I, I grew up I grew up with this I grew up with this ho- holiday so I, it, it it's definitely cool to see. yes it's, it's cool to see the nation take it on and it become a national holiday. Yes. Um, it's, it's no longer foreign it's it's funny like Juneteenth used to used to be like um a whisper mhm- it used to be a whisper and now it's a big noise yeah yeah
1: that's that's so interesting you brought that up because um my dad is originally from Texas or he spent a large uh, number mm-hmm. of years in Texas yeah hmm. yeah, so he was telling us like you know way back in the day like about Juneteenth. Um, because up north on the East Coast, that wasn't something that we really celebrated like that. We didn't really hear too much about it. And so he, you know, he told us that it was like a big extravagant holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people would go out in the country, you would barbecue, mm-hmm. support black businesses. Mm-hmm. For some reason you drink strawberry soda. I don't know the mm-hmm. significance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a thing, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say what they called it there. They so the name for it down there back in the day was N word day. And it wasn't like derogatory, I guess, to them. It was just what they known it as. It wasn't.
0: It wasn't taken as taken as that. I,
1: <clears throat>
0: yeah. Ironically enough, I never that term never never got said in my uh, in my childhood, or you know, just through my maturation, that was never a thing. Mm. What was interesting is this, to your point, to add to what your father was was telling you. <clears throat> I can remember just different the different graphic T shirts that came out over the over the years. Mm-hmm um was definitely was' definitely a big 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 deal um and it's funny because now I look at our where our culture is as far as like vintage t-shirts mm-hmm. I'm saying to myself like damn I wish would have kept <laughs> <laughs> I bet yeah yeah yes yeah, 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 yeah.
1: no nah, that's dope though um but I was reading an article about just like reparations um it was written by my homegirl dr janice uh, which was published in forbes magazine but she wrote about how recent research has suggested that uh reparations would not only help the black community financially but it'll also extend our life expectancy overall mm. Mm. um and as you know we we just celebrated juneteenth i'm wondering like you know what your perspective is of that
0: i you know i i'll say this i am a fan of black people getting reparations, but I think we need to be very, it's funny cause I'm not really a big fan of this word. I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of the action, but not necessarily the word. Cause I think it is getting used um, arbitrarily. I think we need to be very intentional about. If
2: you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive.
0: At participating McDonald's, what is allocated to us? And I think the biggest thing that should be allocated is not necessarily money, but assets that have have long term impact for us to have actually sustainable changes in our community. And one of the biggest things I'm referring to is like land. Mm-hmm. Um, but land. wouldn't money
1: be able to get us there? Say it again, wouldn't money be able to get us there?
0: Um, uh, it, it depends. It depends because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Policies have a have a way of influencing um, the worth of, of people's dollars. Um, they have a way. They have a way of redlining is a policy. Mm-hmm. Um, inflation is a is a is a is an economic 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 machine that is informed by policy. So I like money. And here's the other thing too. Our economy is not necessarily as stable as it once was. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not really, as Dr. King said, I'm not really invested in the burning house um, mm-hmm. of, of that when it comes to, to money, but the land that our ancestors um, invested their time, energy, their soul, their blood, sweat, and tears. I'm, I'm more concerned about, about that um, and other resources as well. Do I think money could be factored in? Sure. Sure. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily should be the focus too, the, the main focus. Because the other part of it too is that a tool is only as good as the person who yield, yield it. And so my, my biggest concern about the black community is that we can be allocated money, but if we don't have the proper education about how the money game works, how economics really work,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we're just gonna we're just gonna add to the of the um, consumer margin that we already add to tremendously you know we black black people are responsible responsible for the overall spending spending wages of our society mm-hmm. and that's a large spectrum of individuals coming from only representing 12 percent of the population that means like those who live on the street to section eight to lower middle class middle class upper middle class higher look you know the one percent of Black folks, we all contribute to that. To that, and
2: yeah.
0: you know what I'm saying. So, like, I I want Black folks to get something that is going to be concrete and has the, has the means to actually be these be, be something that we can actually use as real leverage mm-hmm. to building sustainable communities. Like, for example, what about giving giving back all the land, the land that was destroyed in greenwood to all all the living descendants and furthermore
1: the yeah we need that too
0: right you know what i'm saying the bit the business is the you know giving them full-fledged grants around business development even if they don't want to have a business but like Mm -hmm. okay we're gonna we're gonna give them the right to be able to somebody can rent you know and build off their property and they and they have to be paid for that you know what i'm saying so like Mm -hmm. i I think about those things now um i'm just real skeptical about about money because i just I'm real skeptical about money <laughs> yes yeah.
1: okay so when we in the lines and we stand in the line to uh, receive our reparation checks just make sure you hand yours over to me um but hey,
0: as long as you as long as you can double, double what i give you I'm, I'm with it
1: but you ain't getting it you forfeited hey, listen, it
0: listen 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 i know i know what i if i if it was money i'll tell you this i know what i would do with it i, I know what i would do with it
1: yeah so so i agree and disagree um okay. And I, I love having people on the pod that I disagree with, too. So in terms of the agreement, I do think that like reparations for black people, it should be multifaceted, right? Because as a result of the transatlantic slave trade, we weren't only impacted financially, but it also impacted our mental health, our physical health, Uh, you know, like you said, policy, uh, things of that nature. Therefore, in all the domains that we were impacted, we should also receive reparations in all of those domains, right? Um when it comes to like uh resources and being able to actually uh you know get ahead in terms of like the the uh, racial wealth gap and you know um you, uh, owning property things of that nature we mm-hmm. uh, reality is we need resources for that and the resources is i.e. money right mm-hmm. and so um you know it's easy to say like you know uh you know black people like we're, we we may not spend it well or blah blah, blah but like you got to understand like the our white counterparts they had a 400 year head start so of course it's going to look mm-hmm. different on their end in mm-hmm. terms of like the spending money and the, the the assets they've been able to obtain um for america for in america
0: so let me let me ask you a question may i ask, yeah. you, may I ask you a personal question
1: sure depends it's on how about money it's about money it depends on how personal go ahead
0: so my question is did you grow up with an allowance
1: an allowance yeah mm-hmm.
0: okay so, based off that, um, how was your allowance allocated to you? How did, mm-hmm. your, how did your parents how did your parents provide that allowance to you? What were the what were the what were the things that you had to check off in order to, to make that happen?
1: Chores, I
0: guess. Okay. okay. Grades sometimes. Grades. Hmm. Were there was there any were there any conversations around around money management? Hmm. Okay. But so like, you were given a a, a governance structure mm-hmm. around the money that you were given, how you had to earn it, why you were earning it, and also what to do with it. Now I I I'm in full agreement with you. We do we do have a 400 year plus deficit in reference in reference to what has happened to us in as far as the allocation of of resources and wealth, etc. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think that the money cannot I, I don't think the money can be can be given if if a part of those resources as far as and even I would even argue it needs to be a requirement that each black person that is given given a certain amount of money is 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 educated thoroughly about mm-hmm. what this money thing really is mm-hmm. because we, we can't we can't go in with go in with that with that reparations. And to use it, still coming from, still coming from the traumatic, traumatic framework that we've been operating in, and that's really that's my biggest concern. You know, my biggest concern, and the thing about it is, like, we don't. We, remember, we don't live in a system that is in the best interest of us. And so, my concern is, if the education is not there, yeah. along a couple with the politics, but yeah. I feel
1: like I feel like financial. Uh, just lacking financial intelligence in general is not just amongst black people, that's people
0: it's, across the board, that, like white
1: people have that problem too.
0: But, 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 doc, but, doctor, doctor, that's true. But when there's a problem in the world, we suffer the most from it, so we can't absolutely. So, 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 in that being clear, it's even that much more important that we have, have it because our problems. Are that much more dire because of the systemic circumstances mm-hmm. we, we experience so we, we can't necessarily we can't necessarily frame um our problems in reference to them because we're at the bottom of it we're, we're at the we're at the bottom of it
1: yeah but i just feel like okay i feel like people do people in general people in america need better financial habits and yes. possibly further training regarding finances absolutely yes. but yes. i feel like to say you know you know, we can't give black Americans this amount of money until they go through X, Y and Z amount of financial literacy. I think, um, one, it kind of like plays on the assumption that all of us are irresponsible with our money. And two, it plays on the assumption that like we our our dollars have to be policed. We're not like we're, we're policing other people's dollars. And I'm not about to count nobody else's coins.
0: I, I, I hear you, but that happens regardless. What you mean? Systemically, our co- our, we, our money's policed.
1: That doesn't make it okay, though.
0: I ain't saying I'm not saying it's okay. What I'm saying is, we need to learn the game. We're, we need to learn the game we're in. We need to learn. We need to learn the game we in, it so we can not not only know how to navigate it, so we can actually win. Now, the, systemically, the game needs to change. The game needs to change. Now, I'm not saying that Black folks are not in, are not capable. What I'm saying is that we are not not we are not fully knowledge, knowledgeable of how this system works against us we know it works against us we're very aware of that and i think people have a very a very um, a very for the most part there are a number of black people who have a very direct understanding of how to save and how and how to how to spend i think there's a but it's a much more nuanced it's a much more nuanced game than that and it is and it is it is tethered it's not just tethered to the color of our skin but it's also t- tethered to, to um, different organizations and institutions. Like even from the context of like the housing market, even to that of that of the um, the stock exchange. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba da ba there's, 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 there's different conversations. Like even in reference to, for example, let's take, let's take our, our, our brothers and sisters <clears throat> in Africa. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I don't want to assume, but where Africa is now from a resources standpoint, the majority of the, of the, of the countries in Africa that are rich in resources, their resources are not even theirs, theirs to, to, Monopolize at their own discretion. The majority of our brothers and sisters that come from countries who are rich in resources like the Congo or um, even that of Nigeria, any country you can think of that has has rich rich in minerals and et cetera. The people, whoever has colonized them has, has taken a premium um, out, of, out of those countries to a point where they have no control over it. And so my concern is that it can't just be about giving the resources without giving without giving the place and understanding of the game, like a true understanding of the game, because otherwise we just end up getting exploited again. And, and what will be said is that will be said, oh, well, we gave you what you asked for. We gave you, you know what I'm saying? Like we gave you this, this, this and this. And it's like it has to be played where it's ensured that there are things that are taken that, that we get back. That cannot be taken from us. Mm. Money is money. The reason why I'm so adamant about it, this is why I'm, a, I'm I, I do it in, in this context, in this conversation. I'm opposing your view a bit, is because money is so fleeting. Money is it, it's fleeting. Yes, it serves as a conduit, conduit to resources or, or, or making some changes and making things happen. But that is not the, that is not the only resources that's getting that's getting you Is getting used. And, and in some ways, in some contexts, like I said, well, what's happening with America it's a depreciating value to to an ex- extent you know it's a depreciating value like it's like this my first year <laughs> my first year in my doctorate i was i was uh, riding the uber i think i was riding the uber to campus and i was talking to this white dude that was driving me i test i said this to him i said you know i said you know what i said you i said you know why why the value of money is is so powerful and he was like why i said because we believe in it we believe in it, and what I what I'm saying to him with that is that its value is only it's it's only valued based off what we believe it can get for us. The actions the actions that in the exchange, like oh, it got me this, but we place that value on it. Hmm. That piece of paper, we place that value on it, and so like I'm 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 very careful about. Do we need money? Yes, but there are other there are other parts of that that we need. Either just as much or even more. So that's that's where my stance is. But everything you're saying, I, I'm, I'm not in, um. I'm not in opposition. I just have a different angle than you.
1: Yeah. No. I, I think we're I, we're both saying the same thing, right? So as Black people, we need, of course, money, and there's also things in other domains that we should receive, um, in terms of like reparations. Um, do I think that all people whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic need better financial literacy? Absolutely. Do I feel as though that should be there should be a contingency plan on black people regarding like the what we receive and when we receive it? No, I don't. Okay. Because I think that ultimately aligns with again, like that white supremacy, that tendency to control uh in terms our resources, right? Yeah. So like we're our resources are being controlled before we even get them in, get it in our hands. Like I think that's whack. Um for uh for for people to do um yeah that's just where i am okay so all i'm saying is bring me my money america (laughs) that's it that's all give me my money my ancestors suffered i hear you (laughs) i hear you no but i definitely respect your perspective and i think um you definitely made some valid points i
0: appreciate it
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right,
1: <laughs> we're just gonna agree to disagree.
0: That's okay, you know. What yeah, I'm
1: saying we about. still friends.
0: We are indeed we are.
1: <laughs> All right, so um, tell me about some of the things you got going on regarding your dissertation. I know, like, you have a very interesting topic that you're digging into.
0: Uh, yes, I am. I'm so I'm studying uh, corporate punishments long-term impact on African-American men's social outcomes. For those who are not necessarily familiar with the term corporal punishment, that means ass-whooping, uh, <laughs> frankly, plainly, uh, child-rearing experiences, yeah. et cetera. Et cetera. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I am in interest of studying this phenomenon in a particular way it's because across the board, our lived experience... Is usually um, it's usually uh, codified under the, the lens of quanti- quantitative research mm-hmm. which doesn't give the full context which is why we, we do qualitative or do mixed methods um, and I, I think in order for our experience to become more more visible and to add more validity to our experiences we need the stories. As well as the numbers and so i've i've made the conscious decision to tell the story um int- intimately because there is a there is a particular perspective i am looking to gain and the perspective is that i want those who who come after me and those who read my work uh, in the present time i want them to be able to see the nuances of how Rearing a child, a uh, emerging black man in this in this environment, in that particular way, mm-hmm. has impact. Has impact um, in a way that we don't always recognize. That it, it, it gets used as a as a mechanism to dehumanize um, an emerging young man in a particular way. And there's only there's only particular exceptions to a certain content. There's particularly only exceptions to the rule of how that. That that dehumanization actually can can be um, neutralized to an extent. Yeah, yeah certain- So you're
1: saying a lot of great things. Break this down in layman's terms. Sorry about that. So <laughs> what I
0: what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that my concern is that their outcomes regarding how young black men um, experience getting disciplined mm. um, that have that have negative outcomes. So, for example, when you keep saying outcomes, what do you mean by that? So there have been several studies that, that have linked corporal punishment, being exposed to corporal punishment over a period of time to uh, cognitive impairment. Um,
1: what does that look I, like?
0: What does it look like?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So in, in the context of academia, it would look like, a child's ability to process, mm. um, a child's ability to concentrate. <laughs> Ironically, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. For. I can't think of all of them on the top of my head from the cognitive yeah. standpoint, but intellectual the delay, thing. intellectual yeah. delays in general, and there's mm. the spectrum of that. Um. In reference to physical, I can give you some. This is real big, in, for us, hypertension does it yeah yeah hmm talk yeah. more about that yeah so I I won't even use us I'll use I'll use a, a a study from across the pond way across the pond um I use them particularly before I tell it I use them particularly because I think anecdotally a lot of people look at these population populations of, of people with a level of surface reverence, Reverence for their success, mm-hmm. or their appearance of success. So, who am I referring to? I'm referring to the Chinese. So, there was some studies a while back that that looked at the effects of corporal punishment with um, a large number of Chinese individuals, and what they found was it was linked to alcoholism, mm-hmm. hypertension, and depression. Oh, excuse me, and, and 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 smoking. Wow, smoking addiction. And I look at that. I said, huh, "What that sound like?" Wow, what was that? Who is that? And see, and what's, what's great about their study is that their culture, for the most part, is still a sterile culture in the sense that it's Chinese and Chinese. You know, it's, it's, it's foreigners that are there, but for the most part, they're, they're, they're still mainly the inhabitants of their own country, for the most part. And so they don't have the same influence. They don't have the same social cultural influence as that of like somebody who lives in america or another another space the reason why that's important is because that gives that gives a clear understanding of potentially how this particular practice impacts this this country or of people who we know when it comes to the industry who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. ba da ba Or anything that they put their hands on, they're very productive individuals. And one of the main anecdotal things that gets said about what, or the reason why we discipline our children that way, well, you know, I want to ensure my kid, you know, is a productive member of society. Or um, it happened to me. I turned out all right. And so I, even even from that, and so I, I challenged that, that idea now, this is not to say that everything is negative, but I challenge that idea because it's like there's things that we're not acknowledging. So, for example, let's talk about the mental health piece.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mentioned earlier a little bit about the depression, but, you know, we have this big thing, this big thing that we talk about a lot, like, you know, um, dynamics romantically, you know, what IPV may, mm-hmm. may come up, like, you know, for those who don't know what IPV is, inter- uh, interpersonal violence or domestic abuse or um, an inability to express one's most emotions. All these things you know all these things or the idea of being a people pleaser and not being not being in tune with oneself you know all these all these things are can be can be associated um, factors or in, impacts of that that practice especially if you if you came from a particular environment that you weren't you weren't reared to have any sense of agency. And so for the, for the black experience there's a there's a particular, way that we discipline our kids it's not and it's not just the hitting it's the culture around it it's the rhetoric around it it's yeah the movement around it it's,
1: Ex- it's explain it's, that more
0: it's rooted so uh, the way we whip ass is rooted in in, in oppression it's hmm. rooted in oppression i mean plain and simple so when yeah. black folks that, that's why i kind of I, I give a side eye when black folks say well other cultures do it i was like yeah but again like i said to you earlier we ain't them
1: yeah, can you give us an example of the difference between, like, you know, black people—the way we provide corporal punishment being rooted in oppression—versus, like, you know, our white counterparts? Like, what, what does that look like? It. Okay,
0: we celebrate it. We yeah. laugh at it. We laugh at the trauma of it. And you know, we, and and I, and I think a lot of it has to deal with the undertone of the black experience. To be black is to be oppressed. Hmm. That's our cult. That is our cult. Like, I mean, when people say, "What is black culture?" It's rooted in oppression. It's a, that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, I don't I don't I don't know what it was like for you growing up, you know, in Delaware, in in this, in, this, in this context. But for a number of Black people who whose parents grew up or had them grow up in 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 communities that were at least middle class, you know, or or they they came from even higher class environments, there's always this pull of this contingency to still have some some cultural. Cultural understanding or competency, in in uh, unfortunately our communities that come from that come from poverty, so like you still haven't have, it, have it, you still having to be rooted in this idea of being hood, hmm.
2: you know,
0: in order for you to have a level of of, of cultural currency that is known as blackness, you know that yeah. certain trauma certain levels of trauma institutes um, your your uh, your black your black card or your, mm-hmm. part, or you being, uh, as, as they used to say back in the day, down up. It's, it's not, I mean, I know I'm going to ruffle some feathers. It's like no different from actually they wanted the same. It's like no different from if you're part of a Greek organization and, and you find out that somebody's process wasn't like your process. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. That, is what, that is what I'm talking about. And so that's why, like for example, if you articulate yourself in a particular way. Now, now again, we we we've we've begun to accept the idea that blackness is not a monolith, but there's still deep-rooted ways in which we identify ourselves, how we yeah. associate ourselves, how, again, even in the context of, of of what I was t- talking about earlier, being able to express oneself, it's very limited based off of this con- this this conditioning process uh, of of Whooping a child. So, for example, I had a on my show. I had a a, a brother who is an artist. This week, um, his name is uh, Davion Chester, but he goes by Real Tunes, and his, his artwork is really famous throughout throughout Instagram, the whole social media world. And so he did a satirical commentary, and one of his art pieces around a mother was was whooping her child as a kid. Like, you want to cry? I'm gonna give you something to cry about. And fast forward under the sketch under. It's him as a young adult, and he's not emoting. And hmm. She's like, I don't know, I don't know why you're not expressing yourself. And this is the common thing that gets talked about. It's the, one of the social outcomes I plan on further exploring. Yeah. And so there's even rooted. So I'll, I'll, let's go sociology real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just to let y'all know, my background is social work. So with me saying that is that I'm responsible for having general knowledge around a number of social sciences in order to make my point so let's, let's go sociology
1: that's what that's what makes it legit but go ahead
0: thank you so let's go sociality. so there's a term called social social death and so it's, it's a term it's a term that they use um and I'm, it's still really still really new and still really fresh but it's one of the topics that i plan on discussing with the, the black not only the black experience but the black man experience because there is a, a part of our rearing experience there is a sense of death that comes Social death that comes to a lot of black men, as far as where they see the trajectory of their out their lives.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: what whether whether they're being told or not, it's like there's a ceiling for you, of the way you can express yourself, what limits you can go, um, how how you can present in the world. There, there's a, there's a limit, even the context of you being a critical thinker. And that's the an issue, amongst, that. that's even another, when you ask, even when you ask like, what are, the, what are the other impacts? We don't even, we're critical thinkers, but it, there's a stifling in our critical thinking in reference to other cultures. So what do I yes. mean by that? You went to HBCU just like, just like I did. <clears throat> and I walked in a lot of classes and I noticed, I noticed like a number of students were not quick to challenge. The professors. Now, mm-hmm. over a period of time as 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 I went up in the ranks, it, it happened more, but for the most part, people didn't want to dance. They didn't want to intellectually dance. And people say, Oh, they probably they didn't read. Yeah, that's a part of that. But you know, we're at premier HBCUs and it's 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 people of intelligence. I was like, But I said, like, there's some type of relationship between people stepping up and creating discourse. Yeah. And them choosing not to. And you I know some is of that, that a a power differential. Right. But where does that dynamic come from? Yeah. So one of the arguments that I'm, I plan on further exploring or making is that we don't we, we talk about we talk about raising kids to be authority, authority, um, authority oriented or have a sense of agency. But mm-hmm. that's not really what we that's not really what we raise in the context of how we we don't teach our children how to challenge authority with a level of respect yeah you can't to, to 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 challenge is a form of disrespect in many black men many black
1: households households.
0: period and let alone let you be an emerging man and, and anytime this, you set a
1: boundary in a black household anytime you you know express any difference of opinion it's deemed as disrespectful
0: exactly so again yeah. it, this is this is such an interconnected uh issue because how in the hell do you expect somebody to create healthy boundaries when that was the opposite that was the opposite of what they were conditioned, as far as from their parents. I'll even give you another exactly. fact. I'll, I'll even give you an, another example that it's, mm-hmm. it's it's related, but it's not completely direct. So, um, it is it is my opinion, in the context of like critical thinking, because of how most black folks are raised. Um, but again, with my topic is focusing with black men, is that most black women, when certain black people become of age become adults they don't like to be questioned (laughs) where does that come from Mm -hmm. well i would argue that many of our parents had this had this disposition again you don't pay no bills x X, y and z so what indirectly what was that telling the emerging child that would eventually become a young man a young woman is that when you come of age when you when you become a monetary value, when your your presence becomes a monetary value, <clears throat> then you get to call, say things. Then, then, then you get to speak. Till then, learn your place.
1: Yeah. When when you when you can earn some money to contribute to the household, then you will respect your perspective. And that really it makes people to internalize a concept that like I'm my perspective, who I am, is worthless unless I'm contributing to something unless I can provide in some way. Um, And and that's such a a damaging way of thinking of yourself because in turn, you will tend to internalize some of like your thoughts, perspectives, uh, opinions, boundaries. It's going to be hard for you to do that as an adult.
0: Correct. And so for for the, the even, it's dangerous with either gender.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to.
0: Download the new Bumble now. What makes it even what makes it even more deceptively dangerous for men is that we have been we have been conditioned to believe that in our innate our innate uh, value is rooted in our ability to provide or protect for others, mm. but not to provide and protect for ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's a there's this undertone, this this undertone, off, like altruistic um, expectation for not just men in general, but we're talking about black men now. Whether we live up to it or not, that's a, a question. Yes. <laughs> that can that can be challenged, but the expectation. Well, if I if if my value is is is, is based off that, how in the hell can we even practice self care? Hmm. So I'm 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 arguing, I'm making the argument of this practice that it, it it it's it's attached to all these these outcomes. Although parents use it as a protective factor to ensure that their kids come a full term, it's like yeah, but you're killing other aspects of who they are. Hmm. Other hmm. and they, you know if they're blessed and fortunate enough, they have they'll get out in the world and, and learn those things. That's a big if that's a big you if, know, if you know. they're
1: provided with that environment that will allow that
0: exactly now again um there are there traditionally there are four different parents parenting styles that were created by white folks there was hmm. authoritative authoritarian mm-hmm. uh, neglectful and neglectful uh, and um who was that fourth one i'm forgetting forgetting all my my uh does it things. start with a
1: p I
0: was uh, I, I to hold on. Is it that? Uh, n- it, it, it it was I'm trying to remember.
1: I feel like this was on the E triple P, so I should know this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, um it, but it, it, it's 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 so it it's it, we know it's four. The reason yeah. why I brings them up is because in in the late seventies permissive. Were, thank you. Permissive yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's basically somebody the naagles. But mm-hmm. uh, what they did was they created four additional ones that spoke more to the parenting styles of black black people, which included ass whippers on the books. And so I did not know that. Oh, is yeah. it called? uh the, the article I'll send the article to you. Okay. Uh, so you can see it for yourself. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because in this particular article what they talked about was well what was the long-term impact of these these practices when they added ass whoopers to each one of these these different um parenting styles and they found that so there was one called no nonsense parenting
2: Hmm. no
0: nonsense parenting was a mixture of authoritative parenting style with ass whoopers. so So
1: authoritative with okay okay so what
0: they found was is that no nonsense parenting had the least negative impact, mm-hmm. but it wasn't because of the ass whoopers. The other, the the authoritative parenting style itself was the really deciding the factor. the The authoritative parenting practice neutralized, neutralized some of the some of the negative negative. Uh, Outcomes of corporal punishment. Now, some people read that as like, okay, well, as long as I, as long as I do, do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. uh, my kid's are gonna be fine. And I was like, that's not necessarily a case because this practice, what comes with this practice, it's some, there's some things that are insidious. There's things that you you're not gonna necessarily see come up. Like again, mm-hmm. like for the whole context of, am I teaching my, am I ensuring that my my child knows how to be vulnerable? Do I, am I teaching my child yes. in the process of all that, that that knows how to challenge me? And, and am I healthy enough to receive that challenge? Am, am do,
1: I healthy enough to receive that challenge from my child? Wow.
0: So, so, so I'll give you, I'll give you an example of a moment where I, I, I heard, heard a parent of a gen, what was he? He was a Generation X. Yeah, he's Generation X. So, in the new docu series "Dear Mama," Afeni Shakur, God rest her soul, is talking about. She talks about the last time she whooped Tupac, and uh, as she's swinging, Tupac, he's like, he. And she was very clear in saying this: Tupac didn't try to hit her or attack her, but he blocked the blows, and he said to her, "He's like, I'm not gonna let anybody beat me down." Hmm. And she said that when he said that, it, it it humbled her. And she's like, you know, when he said that, it stopped. And you got to, you have to understand who, you have to remember who Apheny Shakur was. This was a highly, highly educated radical yeah. woman. Yeah. So it took, it, so the reason why I bring that up is because I just set the example of it's going to take a parent who respects, you know, is able to receive their child challenging them in a in, in a particular particular way to see it the value of it. She was a learned woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That ain't everybody's circumstance. No, right? She's 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 a shining example. <laughs> she's an outlier in 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 that in that context.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For other parents, that that gave them fuel to beat.
1: exactly i'm just imagining how that would go to somebody who would see that as disrespect or a challenge
0: well well for most kids well well i can't say for most but for a number of kids who 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 first experience it who or who experience it in a particular moment they respond in their natural inclination which is to actually either block or 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 resist yeah and what usually gets said is you don't get to Dot 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 dot. You know, dot dot dot. So again, and you have to, it's, you, we have to walk people down this 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 road because they they don't know. It's like, okay, so what do you, you what do you think you were saying to your your son or daughter when you said you don't get to do dot 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 in the long term? What, how do you think that presents? And so we again, as I told you about the money thing, it, it's all connected. As I stated about the money thing in reference to this, this idea of intention. Yeah. You know, the long plan, the long plan It's like, yeah, you have this plan, but you haven't thought about this B side of this thing. And, and, and again, it's a cultural thing. Well, this is all I know. And, right. and, and black folks, we're not the, again, we're not the only people that say this. But again, we say it, but we have we have the larger repercussions of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I hear most black people say, oh, well, you know, there's not a book on parenting. And the reality of it of it is there's books, there's, there's, there's classes, et cetera. It's just not popular to go research that in our community.
1: It's not popular. And also it feels, I ain't going to hold you. Like some of the, the parenting strategies that we're educated on to like teach parents when we are providing that, it feels unnatural to a lot of black parents. Understand like, I, you know, people say all the time, Dr. Reynolds, we black. Like we ain't grow up like this. Like this is Understand. not something that we would say or do or what have you like can you imagine in a black household somebody doing the broken record technique when you know little johnny's over here you know yelling and screaming and asking why i can't xyz like it's just the it's like a a culture shock like having to respond in a different way and it is it is
0: i think i think it's gonna be up to us to come with more uh, culturally competent mm-hmm. strategies yeah I think and this is we I mean we take our cues from from these spaces as well I think some of the, the some of the ways we can develop interventions is how things anecdotally get mirrored
2: hmm.
0: in television because they're they're not majority of the content that shows the black experience in television um they don't necessarily show a kid getting their, getting their ass whipped. There were certain shows that displayed, sure, you know, displayed that like good times. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: What was another show?
1: Everybody hates Chris. Everybody hates
0: Chris. Um, <laughs> so the Wonder Years, the new, in, in, uh, the new iteration of Wonder Years, the Don Cheadle's character talks about it. He narrates about it. Mm-hmm. You know it happens, but they don't show it. they don't show it. they don't show it. So but if you look at the if you look at the spectrum of black black shows that showcase families, corporal punishment is not something that gets directly shown in their other way, even like in the Cosby show, mm-hmm. Cosby didn't whip his kids as far as we knew as far as we knew it. And so and yet we still identify with the show. We still and, and what I would I think that creatively as social scientists, You like you and I, we have to look, we have to take some creative lens from how can we still make our interventions black without the hitting. Yeah. The blackening. You know, pun intended. From this new, <laughs> this new <laughs> you know, without the blackening, you know, I'm gonna beat the black off of you. How, yeah. how do we make it? How do we make it still culturally competent? And I think the other thing too is that it. You know, it's very interesting to me that when I hear like educators or people who work with kids, that by law they mm-hmm. they can't put their hands on them. But then when they get home, it's a different different story. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well we 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 do it here you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. You know, when they ain't mine. I said, mm-hmm. I hear that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, discipline, there, there are multiple ways of establishing discipline. Just like in the Bible, it says, you know, in my house, there are many mansions. Yeah. You know, we just ain't used to being in other mansions because it's uncomfortable.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: just like working out. When you first start out, it, it, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I have right, lived right. this way before. If, you, if you've been to hot yoga, I, I don't like this position. I don't like this heat. I can't take the heat. Let me get out this kitchen. That, when i hear when i hear us talking about to me all it is is like i ain't used to that that's not what i was conditioned to do i don't feel like doing it
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know what i'm saying like and so my, my thing is like we we have to be invested in in creating something different is because we won't be able to we won't be able to create healthier communities if we don't challenge all these things and i'm just talking about one aspect of it and the other thing is that you know it's of our self-interest because nobody else is going to be invested in ensuring the, the health and sustainability of our community than us. Yeah. Nobody is, nobody is interested in that. Nobody outside right. of us. As a matter of fact, they're, they're, they're more invested in the idea of us degrading each other. They're more invested. So it's like we have to t- we have to take the full responsibility and question all the things that have made us what we are. Mm-hmm. And so that's why this this study is so important because, yeah. you know, there has been a call to arms for Black men to become more um, self-aware mm-hmm. and, and, and more engaging and more present now than ever. It's like, okay, well, in order for us to do that, we have to examine why, we, why we're not so present, mm-hmm. and where these things come from. And so in summation of all of what I said, that is why I'm doing this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think once we kind of like hone in on the, the parenting piece, then that'll definitely um, impact various domains of like overall the, the black family. And that's how we build the black community overall through focusing on uh, family. Um, but Khalil, are you aware of any specific parenting strategies that are, are specific to black people?
0: Honestly, no.
1: You got to develop this. like.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it now. Now what yeah. I can tell you is that there's a section in my literature view that has interventions that have been used that have have been um, positive. Okay. Has positive results. Um, there's one that comes up off the top of my head, like the, tri- the triple P, the triple V, triple P intervention. Don't, don't give me, don't ask ask me um, how it works because I, I don't remember, remember exactly, <laughs> but I remember reading the results. Results suggest that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and there's a couple others. And they, spe- here's the thing, they specifically looked at our population to see, you know, this is work. And They went to the p- spaces where, you know, we were accessible, like the head starts, you know, mm-hmm. which is a that's a really good marker. That's a really yeah. good marker, you know, not to, not to sound, um, not to sound prejudiced, um, but if it's an intervention that works with uh, a particular part of our, our population who doesn't necessarily have as many resources. If it's mm-hmm. working with them, it has that that has great implications for working with everybody else. Yeah. Now, one of the other things that I didn't I didn't talk about um, regarding this is education is is a big part of this. Meaning that it is said, and this, and again, different articles that I've read over a period of time make this claim that the lower the education, the lower the education of the parents in the household,
2: mm-hmm. the more
0: likely that child is to, is to be hit.
2: You know, yeah, that's, propun- that's, just that's fact, the it. Board.
0: And what that suggests is that you got parents who come from an educated environment; they think more pensively around how they choose to deal deal with you. So mm-hmm. they're they're going to they're going to be more tolerable in certain ways. They're going to try to they're, they're going to be committed to having different different you know options. Like you know, I people ask me you know when I talk about this, they did you grow up getting your ass whooped? And I said I would like to say that my my experience was moderate. <laughs> <laughs> And what I mean by that, yes, that did happen happen to me. But I also knew what standing in the corner was too. As, yeah. a, as a young kid, um, I, you know, ironically. Um,
1: and timeout. We time had timeouts out, yeah. too. We had a good little mix. You yeah. know, we, we you got know, whooped in. We had a little mix. In yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you yeah. You know, all those things.
0: All those. All those things. But what I'm what I'm challenging is is that hey, we can't tell the system that our lives matter if we don't we don't change the way we rear the lives. In the in the space where you say it matters, like mm-hmm. how powerful is it to say, "Well, damn, my, my my parents did a great job in raising me, and they didn't they didn't have to beat me to do it." Yeah. So like when a when a black man or a black woman, but particularly when a black man can say that to the environment, that's a totally different conversation. That's a totally that's a totally different frame of reference. My parents didn't beat me, so why do you think you can? Why do you mm-hmm. think you have that right? And then the, the other thing is that again I'll, I'll say this and we can move on yeah you know, we'll, we say uh, oh, this is good we say um you know I do it I do it you know so I you know I keep them I'll keep them out of I'll keep them out of jail you know I want to keep my but if you look at the numbers if you look at the numbers that's not stopping it you know again this there's deeper issues to why systemic you know <laughs> racism plays a role into our incarceration. And so, like, that's not a that's not a thing. That's not a mm-hmm. thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a thing. And so, like, I what I'm challenging us is like, hey man, we gotta be more sophisticated about this. You know, everybody want to talk about intergenerational trauma and breaking curses and all the cute, all the cute little buzzwords we like to say now. It sounds real good. Mm-hmm. You know, you Pimpson used to say it's cute. It's <laughs> it's it it's real cute, but but there's some real work that has to be take place. For sure. not, the, the work is not pretty, it's ugly.
1: Yeah,
0: it's ugly. And, and I'm waiting for us to get ugly. And I'm waiting for us to, you know that's that's what I'm waiting on. I mean, and we're starting to let me let me not be not so cynical. Um, it, we are starting to get we are starting to get a little ugly. Um, but I, I still see, as Carlton Pearson, Pearson would say, you yet yeah, holding on? We, we still we still holding we still holding on. And I get it, but I'm just like, all right. Yeah.
1: So, what piece of advice would you give to the parents or people preparing to be parents uh, who are listening? in terms of their parenting?
0: Um, I, I think one of the first things that I would tell an uh, aspiring parent or a parent who is on the way, I said, you know, I, I think before before you have kids, you need to take a fitness test.
1: Take a so, what test?
0: A, a fitness test. OK. The <laughs> reason, reason why I say that is that I think a lot of kids get their ass whooped because their parents are over, out of shape and overweight. Let's start dating. And what what I mean, again, I'm going to hurt some people's feelings today. (laughs) That's fine. Um, And and the reason why I'm saying that is because you are not in the physical capability of dealing with a child's energy. And so you end up criminalizing their behavior, no different than how the environment will criminalize Mm. simply because you're out of shape.
2: Hmm.
0: Number one, get in shape to raise a child. (laughs)
1: You know. And it's also, yeah. just, to your point, like, it's also just very lazy, like, you know, if your child does do something that's you deem as inappropriate or disrespectful yeah. or whatever, and your immediate go-to is to hit as opposed to, like, educating and correcting that behavior, yeah, um, yeah it's it's lazy. It's lazy parenting.
0: It's, yeah. But if that's all I know, that's yeah. all I know. Yeah. You know, and that's what we say. That's all I know because we's black. <laughs> and- <laughs> No, like, They could be like, "Yo, this is cool," um, <laughs> but no, I I I'm saying that because again, that's a that's a foundation. The other thing is that hey, you know, pick up some literature around the subject. Mm-hmm. I, there's another woman I I, I mentioned to you. Um, her name is Linda Villarosa. Mm-hmm. She is a sister that teaches in the, I think the journalism department in NYU. My time at James Madison gave me the opportunity to. Um, you should check out our book. I actually got it around, but the book is about how systemically um, Black people experience racism within the medical profession. For sure. So it, it's it's. Yeah. It's, it's. I believe it's catered directly towards. I want to say it's catered directly towards women, because that's where her her, her initial. Her initial work was in. She was a she was a writer for Essence in the health and well, well wellness um, area for the longest. Hmm. When we got to com- conversing, and I told her what my 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 subject matter was. She ended up revealing to me. She ended up revealing to me that she's like Khalil, a couple. She was like in the nineties, uh, myself, and I think it was either another educator, a social worker, and a doctor. We wrote we wrote this book around parenting. And I still need to get it. She was like, We wrote this book around black parenting. That's another thing, too. You know, we talked about the uh, the book, we talked about the idea from the book, Stolen Legacy. Mm-hmm. There's a legacy of knowledge that we do not know about because we don't actively go seek it out. Mm-hmm. But, and she's not the only person that's written that. So, anyways, I'm, I'm going on a tangent. They wrote a book about black parenting specifically. And so, when they got to the chapter around corporal punishment, there was a schism between the writers around it. She was, she was, she didn't agree. I think it was a stalemate in between the other, the other, um, individual. And I can't remember if they were educated or not. And then the doctor. So there was a back, back and forth. I think they decided to still, I think write about it against, but, and she told me, she's like, you know, check, she's like, you know, if you go through my, my, my uh, history, you'll find find the book, you know, you need to, you need to uh, check that out. And then there's another book. There's another book called Conscious Parenting. It's called Conscious Parenting. I strongly recommend anybody who plans on parenting or is continuing to, you know.
1: You said Conscious Parenting?
0: Conscious Parenting. Okay. And so the the biggest thing is that there's a matter of educating ourselves about Yeah. Different approaches. And some, and, and some things that and then and, and then and then informally as a therapist what i would recommend is that how well do you know your child because even in the context of i'm gonna be honest with you when i in, in, you know I, i'm in south we in southeast um when i hear most of my parents talk about their kids they talk about them as if they're a dog needed to be fixed ciao. hello ciao <laughs> hello and so I, 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 I'm saying that you don't have a real relationship with your child in reference to who they are as human beings. Mm-hmm. And so you're only concerned about nullifying this irritation because you have other things going on and you're already stressed out. And I, and I hear you. I, I hear you. But there's a whole human being coming of age here. And, and, and even to be an effective discipliner. And you know what? I'll give you another example. You know, we in the content creation age. We in the content creation age. Yeah. They're black parents that are doing skits and things that are showing other ways to do to, to do this thing. So what do I mean by that? Um uh, there's a page on Instagram called Dear Fathers. Um, and what it is, there was a there was a there was a clip of this father uh, saying, Hey, you know, we just got back in, we just got back in. And yeah, we just, you know, me and your your mom just came back in. and the son was like, Y'all didn't get me anything to eat? He was like, get you anything to eat? He's like, Oh, he was like, Get you anything to eat. He was like, Baby, did you get so-and-so anything to eat? She was like, nah. He's just like, I text. she was he the son was like, I text, I texted y'all. He was like, she's like, Oh yeah, you did. She was like, baby, remember I told you, he's like, Oh yeah, we forgot. And and he he followed that, he said, just like you forgot to do those X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's black that's very black yeah he, that was he, very he, black that's very black
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: that's very that, that's what I'm saying like I, I love my people and I feel like I have the right to say this and I'm saying that I love when it comes to discipline as far as being being um open to mm-hmm. different different things I still think we're very lazy mm-hmm.
1: And that's what I, I liked about that example. It was creative. It was still Black, so it felt true. I yes. don't feel like I'm reading from a Barclays textbook and, you know, trying to, you know, do those techniques that they teach us in school, but also effective. Like, it teaches you natural consequences and order of things yes. when you forget to take out the trash yes. um, or, you know, do your homework or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you, know,
0: yeah. I, 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 you know, and you can tell, and it's funny because, you know, I'm anti this in, in other areas, but I recognize this exists. But even in the context of a home in parenting, it's like saying to a, a son or daughter, you know, I have a parent saying, like, I love you, but there's some transactions that have to happen in order for this machine to keep working. A mm-hmm. And you need to understand that you're a part of the machine. You're a part of the machine. And I'm not just I'm not just here at your leisure. Yeah. And vice, and, and vice versa. But that takes again, that takes a very. That, that that takes a very present. Yeah, present and that's self-aware a, parents. Yeah. So, so a lot of this is that you you asked me like what are the things you give advice? You need to find a way to go to therapy. Oh. I, I I you know, it ain't no again, th- these are, are everything we were talking about is relationships.
2: Mhm. Yeah.
0: relate, relate re- relationships. Yeah. We're talking about relationships, you know. Um that's that's going to be the the telltale the telltale sign. And and I and I you know I think it's crazy because like I have homeboys now that they're coaching they're coaching uh, AAU teams and basketball and whatnot, and um, one of them he has a facility back in Texas, and it was funny I was listening to his assistant coach talk about him, in reference to his kids. And his style is no different from a lot of coaches, but it was interesting to me because he's a parent also, and he says you know you know feels got it. He's like he got a temper. He's like he gonna let you know like you doing something. He's like he don't take this disrespect. And he's getting these kids ass, but he ain't beating them. And there's discipline. Yeah. And so it's like I'm thinking in my head like you know all these coaches, all these coaches around the country are able to instill these discipline in these in the, in these in these kids. Now, granted, I'm not saying it's hundred percent because some of these some of these these coaches do put their hands on these kids, you know, in in that fashion. But for the most part, that's not what's happening. And it's been like that for decades among decades. Mm-hmm. So my thing is that it's not impossible. It just takes more work. For sure. It takes more work. Just like for we talked sure. about, just what we talk, talk about building again relationships. It's not impossible. It just takes it, it takes a lot of work. Now, mm-hmm. I, I now what I want from black community is this one, one or the other. If you're not down for the work, as they like to say in the South, just say that. Just say that. But don't but let us not portray one thing when it's really the other. That's another issue that we have as well. I don't think black where we are now at a point black folks are not not in a position to act like they're one thing and then the other. Because that's 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 causing a lot of confusion. There's a lot of confusion. We're already in a confusing time. Yeah. So we, we need to be we need to be as, as much as we can. We need to attempt to be as clear as possible even when we find ourselves confused we got to get to a point where we're saying i'm confused and i don't know why again we know. sometimes
1: verbalizing it can be helpful like yeah being transparent
0: yeah but again with that again it's a lot of unlearning uh, about yeah i didn't come i didn't come from that and, and a lot of it is the fear of being exposed to that being used and that's a that's a that's a that's a reasonable fear so yeah. i'm like i i hope for for the for the for the people who will watch this this program today and they hear me talk, I hope that they, they, they hear what I'm saying It's coming from a deep rooted place of love, but there, there is a challenge. There is a, there is a, um, there is a charge. I'm, 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 I'm asking for, for us to think differently about, about this thing, yeah. because it's a, it's a, it is about revolutionizing our family.
1: I was just about to say that I was about to say revolutionizing parenting because that's essentially what we're what we're requesting like we we need to revolutionize this otherwise we're going to see the same cycles in our community yep. uh that we've seen for the past few centuries yep. so yep. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. now nah, this is a dope conversation though thank you so much Khalil for stopping by
0: you're very welcome thank you for having me
1: yeah yeah let the people know where they can find you
0: so you can find me on my instagram it is a uh, TSgriot uh, TMG. The easier way would just be spelling my name out, which is K A H, L I L. You can space and then like say little Green, and you'll see see that um, on Instagram. Uh, I'm very accessible. If you shoot me a DM, I, I speak back. I'm not, you know, I'm not a high and mighty. You know, I I, I ain't done I ain't done nothing in this lifetime to, to ever act that way. Um, and uh, I'm I'm very I'm very I always try to be very personable as much as I can. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the main way people can contact me. Um I don't I'm not in the space yet where I'm doing uh therapy privately. <laughs> I just go ahead and disclose that. Um I work for somebody's company um, as a part-time therapist and um at some point in my career I will get to a place where I am doing that, but primarily where I'm at now is is developing myself as a as a public academic. Yeah. Um and the and the scholar. And the scholar, and, and and then also as a practitioner. So that
1: period.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah and and you can do both.
0: Absolutely. I'm a believer in that. You're a shiny example.
1: I'm trying. I'm listen, trying. Listen.
0: Don't don't listen. She's human. She has her struggles, but <laughs> since I've known her, she she struggles real well. I'm gonna tell y'all like that. Doesn't oh, mean she you. doesn't struggle, but she struggles real well. And and, and you know that's, that's that's a black woman for you, but. You know,
1: that's that part i, I literally <laughs> i was just having this conversation the other day uh with my twin um mm-hmm. and we're gonna have a whole episode about it on our joint podcast but it was just like yeah we're not okay we just in contract like <laughs> we just obligated to do these things uh which is really the plight of the black woman and yeah, feeling like we have to continue to persevere even in those times when we are struggling so that's right Ciao. But yeah, today was dope. Thank you so much, Khalil, for joining us. Make sure y'all follow Khalil um and check out his podcast. Um, what's the name of your podcast again?
0: Feel some type
1: of way. Feel some type of way, the feel some type of way podcast that airs every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Make sure y'all tune in next Wednesday for another episode of the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast. What's up?
0: Church Church being. On, on what's Tuesday. up? What's up? <laughs> so um if you tune in next week, it will be on Tuesday. Uh, due to a special request uh, time it will be Tuesday at 9pm
1: period y'all got that so Tuesday at 9pm so make sure you guys are tuning in Uh, thank you again for joining the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network which is anchored in hip hop and powered by creators All right, y'all see y'all next week
0: hey there ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? oh you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? yeah